RadioInfluence.com. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Hey everybody, guess what? It is week number six of Duffified Live. Yes, week number six. We've had some great guests on over the last couple of weeks between my buddies Nick Liberato and Chad Rosenthal and Chef Kev D. All the way down to Sally Marie Miller, my dear, dear friend and soul stylist. You know, we've had some good people on, man. We've had a lot of fun. It's been a great time. Now, we're at episode number six. So what do we do at episode number six? We go, wait a second. You know what happened? I forgot to say Kathy Suzwitz. Kathy, I was out with her in Tampa the other night. And Kathy was actually a little bit upset with me that she did not receive an illustration. So... Every guest who's on the show gets an illustration from my dear friend, Maggie Gagliardi. So, Kathy, your uh, illustration, your cartoon will be done. Maggie said it would be. So, we're good to go. But, but... While I'm uh, kind of talking about this stuff and all the really cool people that I've gotten to meet and all these great people that I've introduced to you guys, as well as had the power and kind of the pleasure of interviewing, uh, I really just want to say thank you to you guys because you know what? It's been a lot of fun putting this together and it's kind of cool to have conversations with people that have, have you know listened to the show or kind of told me about people that they'd want to hear from and all that. So, so. With that being said, uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of uh, the crazy stuff that I've done over the last couple of weeks. Well, the last two weeks, really. Last week, I went down to Tampa, Florida, where I was getting ready to open up the Features Gastro Pub, which is actually opening to the public tonight. But I'm not able to be there because I'm in Fort Myers working with my dear friends down here at the City Tavern. Tomorrow's a big appearance day. We do corned beef and cabbage cheesesteaks. Happy St. Patrick's, everybody. Aaron Gobra, that's exactly where we are right now. So, we got all that done. Tampa was amazing last week. Features Gastro Pub is now open to the public at the Riverview 14 GDX Luxury Theater. So definitely get over there. You can try out some really good stuff. We did like Florida sliders, which is a combination of mahi mahi and shrimp. Um, we did a Philly cheesesteak, cherry pepper ketchup. We did some really, really cool stuff over there, and I'm really excited about that project. I worked really hard on this with a lot of really, really good people, and good people have come and gone on that project, but the project itself is going to remain, and that project itself is just an amazing project that I'm really, really, again, I have to say it, excited about. So let's talk about this week. This week I interview a guy. Um, who I, I started to follow on Instagram, kind of a like a, an internet kind of phenomenon um, with some of the stuff that he did. This is a guy who's got 148,000 followers on Instagram. Okay, he just hit his 10,000 followers on or subscribers on YouTube. And one of the things that this guy does is he's a, he's a a chef in in a sort of way. Okay. He is, uh, he's a creator. He's kind of an innovator with some of the stuff that he does. And he's really a very, very, very nice guy. I didn't expect that. I'll tell you what though, my friends, this show is not for the faint of heart. This show right now is not for somebody to be listening to with kids because my boy, Carl Marcoux, who is also known as the vulgar chef holds so true to form with his name that I, I kind of, I kind of blushed a little bit. You know, we talked about Jesus 
and cunt all at the same time. Now, cunt being a person, a human being, not a not a not derogatory in a, in the way of a female or something to that effect. We were discussing people. He talks about talks about them as if they're like right in the room, just his buddies, just hanging out. Kyle is a really good guy. He's a family man. He's got a wife. He's got two kids. Uh, I'm sorry, he's a wife and one child on the way, which you guys are going to hear about. But I just want to say that I've, I interview people all the time, and this is a gentleman who I've never even met before. Most of the people people that I get to interview, I get to talk to you guys with, they're friends of mine. I have, I have, I have relationships with them. You know, Michael Tips is, is a dear friend of mine, which by the way, everybody do me a favor, go on to Instagram, mtipsy78, check him out, please. And do me a favor, wish him congratulations. Not only did my boy get married but he also opened a restaurant called Shushu Baby in LA. I'm so proud of him. It is something that I truly believe in, the concept that he's doing, which is about bringing hospitality back, bringing back the golden age of going into a bar, sitting down and having a cocktail and a conversation, and not all of us assholes who just sit around and talk on our phone the whole goddamn time. It's just not fun. You know, nobody communicates anymore, and look, I'm to blame. I am to blame. I think that fucking sh- you know, cell phone roulette is a wonderful idea. These are things that I like and things that I enjoy. And I'm excited to get back out to, out to L.A. and get into his bar, which is not a pretentious bullshit bar. His bar I'm really excited about. And I'm, I'm stoked to see what he did. But so Mr. Tips, he was my first guest on the show. He also got married in that week. How crazy is that? Plus, he's doing a project that I'm kind of helping him out on just on the food side. He's got his own concept and his own vision for a project that we're doing in Indianapolis. So, so you know, I, I get to meet these people and I talk to these people because they're friends of mine and I put them on the show because I want you guys all to to meet them and feel the same kind of passion and, and love that I feel for them. And then I, in, I interview a guy who I've never met before, who I've, I've never had a conversation with other than a little bit of a, a, you know, a text thread that goes back and forth through an Instagram feed. Um, Kyle was a really good dude. He's a working man. He really has a passion for what he's doing, which is he creates crazy, crazy food. You know, he puts some wild combinations together. And again, his name is the vulgar chef. So if you guys are listening to this and you guys have kids in your car, if you guys have kids in the room, do me a favor, put the kids, get some headphones, get some earmuffs on those bad little boys, get them ready to go. Put them in the other room. Let them go watch Sesame Street or iCarly or Caillou. Please, by the way, don't let your kids watch Caillou. Caillou is a pain in the ass. Okay. So with, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with, with a little bit of fanfare and a tremendous amount of fun and just a big, huge smile on my face, I really want you guys to meet what I, I consider this guy to be a friend now. I really enjoyed talking to him and I hope you guys feel the same way when you're listening to him. And I hope you guys could hear how inquisitive I was because it's the first time that I really interviewed somebody that I just could not stop asking questions. I had so much stuff that I wanted to get from this guy. I wanted more and more information every time he opened his mouth. So, so do me a favor, everybody, uh, get ready for this. This is my good buddy. Now my good buddy, Mr. Kyle Marcoux from the vulgar chef. All right, everybody, guess what? So, uh, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of Instagram and I spend a lot of time on Instagram. Uh, as y'all know, I do my posts pretty much daily, wherever it is, whether it be a shot of shoes or a shot of some food or a shot of a chef's night out while I'm out boozing. Um, but there's a guy that I, uh, kind of, uh, came in contact with about a year and a half ago, um, who kind of, uh, who made me laugh, made me smile. And that's a rarity when you get on Instagram because they're either pissing you off or making you hungry. Um, so, uh, uh, 
you know, he was a, he's a chef uh, in, in, in this world that we live in, which is on the Internet in that way. We're going to find out a little bit more about him. But his name is The Vulgar Chef. So if you ever have an opportunity or if you have the opportunity right now, I want you to hop over to Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Definitely over to YouTube because the videos are just a fucking riot. Um, get over there. Check out my buddy. His name is Kyle Marcou. He is also known as The Vulgar Chef. Kyle, what's up, brother? What's going on, Chef Duffy? How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful, man. Uh, I, uh, I we, we talked for a couple seconds uh, prior to this, and we had an interaction about a year ago when you found this stuffs thing that I was doing. Right, right. It was actually I got that for Christmas from my mother. Perfect um, gag gift. Yeah, you know, and I just uh, you know I sort of fucked around with it. I just kind of went wild with it, and uh, you know, anything I could stuff in a burger, and then I saw you know if I could use it you know, for things other than a burger as well. And, you know, it's still something that I use to this day, just fucking around with. <laughs> so how, what, what, so like, how did you get into this, this part of the, the world where you're, I mean, you're, you did, you've got like a hundred and what, 50,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Almost 150,000 on Instagram. We just hit uh 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, 200,000 Facebook likes last week. So, That's you awesome. know, we're growing. It's fucking growing. So how did you what, – so what, what started all of this? So, so t- first off, let's do this. Tell, tell everybody kind of what, what it is that you do. Uh, you know, what I do, I try to be the middle finger to the, uh, to the culinary world for the most part, you know, to conventional cooking. And uh, so basically, you know, I'm like a ga- – I would consider myself like a gas station chef, a fast food chef, just working with all the uh, – you know, the kind of the shitty ing- shittier ingredients, the ramen noodles, the mac and cheese, and just sort of combining them to, uh, you know, try to make something big and fucked up. <laughs> so how did the, I mean, what 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 brought you to the point that you were like, fuck it, I want to take ramen noodles and marinate them in ketchup and then put <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, that shit better make it on a picture somewhere uh, and, and then put it on top of a burger while I shove it in between two donuts. You know, I, I have no idea really where the obsession came with this, uh, like the shittier food. Um, I start I, the whole thing started as a joke, just a, as a gag. And, uh, you know, originally I had wanted to just talk shit about like, uh, you know, health food trends and like CrossFitters and paleo dieting and all that bullshit. And, uh, you know, the recipes, the, the obscure recipes sort of came out of nowhere. And that's where, you know, the fans came out of nowhere. And that's. You know, that's what I kind of stuck with is is the the wild fucking recipes. <laughs> so do you have any form of culinary background? Is this just I, something I have nothing? I've never even worked in a fucking kitchen. Uh, I was like I was like a busboy at like a uh, like an event hall. And that's that's the most kitchen experience I've had. That's crazy. Because some of the stuff that you put together, I mean, despite the fact that it's Vulgar Chef and some of the stuff's pretty fucked up that you put together because it's got, I mean, it literally like dances all over the place. You know, it's not like you're, you're a guy who says, hey, I'm a, I'm a Mexican chef or I'm an Italian chef. Like you right. literally just dance around stuff and you just put things together. And, and the funny part is some of it you're like, man, what, what the fuck is this guy thinking? And other times you're like, wait a second, hold on. This, this could actually work. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, uh, you know, I'm at the point now where it's, where it's like it's so natural to be able to like do some of the shit, you know, that I have to do to make content, and, uh, you know, there is a bit of, you know, a food knowledge you have to have to, you know, how do you make a fucking taco shell out of macaroni and cheese, out of ramen noodles, you know, out of mashed potatoes, 
you know, I have to kind of know what I'm doing, you know, before I get into something like this. So is there, I mean, is there now, I mean, this is going to sound like now we're getting all artsy and all that sort of shit, but is there a process that you go through, go through? Cause I mean, you post a lot, dude. I do. I do post a lot. That's, I, that's where I try to, you know, set myself apart from everyone else as well as with the amount I post. Um, I try to do a couple times a week on YouTube, uh, and almost daily on Instagram, whether it's, you know, just something fucked up that I made for breakfast or it's just a throwback picture. But, you know, that's a big part of growing, you know, a brand like this on social media is you have to you have to constantly be there. You have to constantly be have your head in the fucking game. Now, what is so? OK, so here's one right here. It's actually pretty fucking good. Uh, Nicole said my man tits are getting out of control. She told me I could only have one cookie before bed. So I make it, made a big cunt and put a bunch of smaller cunts <laughs> on it. Video up on YouTube at midnight. I mean, it's like, dude, and, and that's got, you know, I don't even know where that is right now with, the, with the, the viewership on that. But it's just, I mean, there's 67 comments on it. There was one that I read before. Where the fuck is that, dude, that you did? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, here's one with like eight, you know, eighteen thousand likes. I mean, it's just a complete riot. I reviewed Dunkin' Donuts to do Grande Burrito in a cemetery this morning. There's a video on my YouTube channel. G- Jesus and I are like tight buttholes, are tight <laughs> like buttholes. Link to channel in my bio. So, so do you do you have a job? I do have a job. I work full time and uh, put just as many, if not more, hours into the uh, you know, the Vulgar Chef brand itself at this point. What is uh, what, what, how, how did you come up with like vulgar chef? I mean, were you literally just sitting around? Because the funny part is talking to you, you talk exactly like you type, which is similar to me. Right. You know? That's, you know, that's, that's kind of what I was going for. I wanted to do something where I could be myself. And uh, I mean, the vulgar chef, the whole brand, I exaggerate it a little bit when I'm doing things. But, you know, for the most part, what you're getting is 100% me. And, uh, you know, when I started, it was just off the top of my head. I'm like, all right, I'll do this food thing. You know, brainstorming a, f- a few names. I was like, the vulgar chef. That's perfect. <laughs> and then what? you're, you're from uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I'm about 90 miles uh, west of Boston, right in the Springfield area. Oh, okay. Sure. I know Springfield. Well, I like it up there. I like it up there. Now, do you do, do, do like people that you work with know who you are and what you do on this on, on vulgar chef? Absolutely. I got a lot. I actually have a lot of supporters at my work and uh uh, I do a lot of local stuff, a lot of local radio and try to get behind local food events and shit like that. So everyone, you know, everyone knows what I'm about. And uh, they uh, you either like it or you fucking hate it. Right. Now, here's here's the question that everybody was at when I was telling people that I was going to be interviewing you and I was kind of explaining you to a couple of my chef buddies. I'd say about 50 percent of them knew who you were and they were like, right. oh, my God, I fucking love that guy. So uh, actually, I think Nikki Liberato, I don't know if you know, you know, Nikki Liberato from Bar Rescue is one of my good buddies. Uh, yep. he, he follows <clears> you as well. Um, and he uh, I think him and I were having a, I think he follows you on another one, not on his chef, Nikki, though. Uh, but it was pretty funny because we were having a conversation and uh, I have conversations because I, I always bring it up whenever I'm out. And, and oddly enough, you come up when we're all boozing. And I'm like, nah, I am. Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm like, I am the boozing chef. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean, where, where do you co- I mean, do you just sit around the house and say, all right, I want to do ramen noodle with peanut butter and strawberries and fucking, you know, a hot pocket? Yeah, so I mean, some of the so some of the ideas, um, you know, I spend a lot of time on on social media, obviously. So I see a lot of shit, a lot of other shit, and uh, so I might see something that sparks a little idea in my head. 
Uh, other times I might just sit down and go, all right, mozzarella sticks. How? What the fuck can we do here? How can we make these different? What can we do that you know no one else has really done with mozzarella sticks before? And I'll get the list going. I'll just start jotting down ideas and you know what can we? What different things can I bread them with? What could I stuff them in? You know what could I put them on? It just it's just a snowball effect at that point. And then you end up with like ten different ideas. And I sort of narrow it down and just pick you know what I think will do the best with my viewers. Now, do you eat everything you cook? I do eat everything I cook. Really? Um, I do. I try. I try not to. I try to pass it off to other people. Um, <laughs> so they're like vulgar chef parties that we got to get invited to. We yeah. That's you know I I got to start hosting little parties at my house because the uh, you know what I usually do is I bring it to the boys at work and let them fucking ride dirty with it. So let me. What do you do? I am a uh, just a machinist. I run a printing press, so nothing nothing really food related. Right. No, not at all. And so you're sitting there, you're running a press, and all day you're thinking, fucking mozzarella sticks. What am I going to do with these things? Yeah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do with the mozzarella sticks? I got the fucking, I mean, I walk around with a, a little book. I got lists in there, lists and lists and lists of just, you know, ideas and, uh, you know, shit jotted down to try out. So are you, I mean, do you, do you kind of, I mean, do you test these things out or do you just kind of put it in your brain and naturally it just kind of starts to come to fruition? And it naturally just starts to come. I like to. I don't like to try things more than once usually, unless it's something I'm, re- I'm like hell bent on. Right. But uh, most of the recipes, the video is done in one shot, and everything is just done in one take. So who and, does uh, who does your video for you? Do you do it all yourself? I do everything myself. Yes. That's a ride. I love it. So who's Nicole? Nicole is my wife, my lovely, lovely wife. All right. Do you have kids? I do. I have a uh, a 15 month old daughter, Maya. And I have another daughter on the way in about two months. Oh, dude, congratulations, man. Dude, thank you. Thank girls you. girls are the shit, man. I was scared, man. I was scared when I found out I was having a girl. But, you know, now that now after having one. Yeah, it's like I, I don't want to I wouldn't want a fucking boy. Well, seriously, it's, it changes fast. Dude, it's so crazy. It's just like, you know, it's my little princess now. Yeah. I'm about to have another one. And it's just like, you know, I don't, I don't think I can have a boy because I can deal with, you know, like myself, yeah. You know, as a, as a little person. No, there's no fucking way. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I mean, I have two girls as well. So my girls are 16 and 13. My 16 year old just started driving. Oh Jesus! And God got, bless I mean, you. I drive like a big fat Jeep, like a big old Wrangler. And I've got yeah. my, my oldest daughter is my oldest daughter is 16. She's four foot eleven. She weighs 96 pounds. Oh boy! So she's like half a fucking human behind this massive Jeep. Right, you got my, blocks in the pedals. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, and the funniest part about it is, and you, 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 as your girls get older, you're really going to start to play with this. But you know, when she first kind of, when she first sat behind the wheel, she was like, "Dad, give me your phone, give me your phone." And I'm like, "What do you need my phone for?" She's like, "I need the flashlight. I need to see where the pedals are." <laughs> and I'm like, "What the? All right, yeah, like, you know on. what? Give me those keys." <laughs> exactly. Well, and we'll go to the go kart track first. <laughs> and what's funny is about. So she we, she went out. She did the parking lot stuff. We hopped around. We were actually in a parking lot the first time, and uh, it was my my. Her, she was fifteen, and her best friend was in the car with her, and I was letting them both drive in the parking lot. And a cop pulls into the parking lot. Yeah. So the cop kind of pulls over to the far right hand side, and I'm like, "All right, girls, that'll be that'll be about enough. I think we should stop now." So Emily, my 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 oldest daughter, who's who at this point was fifteen, hops out of the front seat of the car, and she's literally like half a human, dude. She's four foot eleven. 
And I hop out of the other side and the cop looks over at me. He's like, everything all right over there? I was like, yo, dude, I'm teaching my daughter how to drive. And he, he looks at me and he's like, all right, man, good luck with that. Hops, the, turns the car, pops back around, looks at me. He's like, just don't hit anything. I'm out of here. And just took off. But, uh, you know, and then uh, about, about two weeks ago, she hopped in the front seat of the car. First thing she did was grab her phone, grabbed her phone, plugged it in, put music on, put the car in drive and pulled out of a parking space. And I was like, stop right there. Right. Now, hold up. Are. Let's just fucking slow it down We're here. Back. It's exactly what I said. I said, get out of the front seat. Right now, get out of the front seat. And she's like, Dad, I can't believe you're doing this. And I said, no, you, this is your rule. Like, you don't fuck around with the phone. I said, you're not right, driving right. for another week. That's it. You're over and done with. The following week, she gets in the car. First thing she does, she reaches over, opens the glove box, throws her phone in, changes the mirrors, turns the music down, yep. puts the car in drive, looks left, looks right. Look, I mean, it was, it was pretty funny how fast it happened. But uh, 18 months, man, that was a long time ago for me. Yeah, dude. That was a long time ago. I've got it. My 13 year old is five foot six. So she's taller than your older daughter. Completely taller, bigger. Fiona's a softball. She's like, she's a big athlete. She's five foot six. She's like, I don't know, like a hundred and something pounds, but she's solid, man. She's like me. She's like a brick shit house. Nice. You know, when I was wrestling and doing all that stuff in middle school and high school, that's where she is right now. So it's kind of funny to watch, but so, you know, you're having a girl. Yep. That's wild, man. That's yeah, so crazy. So man. what's your so so what are your you know, do you have like rules for yourself as a dad of daughters that you think about? Um, I mean, not so much right now because she's so young. Yeah. I'm just trying to be, you know, the best dad I can be for the most part. That's cool. And, uh, you know, nothing crazy. Just letting her, you know, show her characteristics yeah. as a little girl right now. And it's just it's fucking nuts. And what's her name? Maya. Maya. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. So how does your wife kind of deal with with all? I mean, now, now the, I guess the weird thing, I guess where my question is in reality, first off, how does your wife deal with this? You know, what I mean, first off, you, you, you curse like a fucking sailor, which I love. Yeah. You know, I mean, is that your normal every day? That is my normal every day. I have a very filthy mouth. In front um, of, in, now, what about in front of your kids? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I got you. If that happens I'll, when they turn 16. Right, 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 right. When, when you're like, when, stop the fucking car. Right, right, right. When you gotta, when you gotta get through to them. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, so what, what is your? I mean, what does your wife think when you started this whole project? Um, I mean, when I started the thing, like I said, it was just sort of a joke, and I wasn't really, you know, I was just doing it just to do it as sort of a hobby. And uh, you know, over the past couple of years, it's turned into like, okay, I gotta go to New York for an event. I gotta go here for something. I gotta do a video for a brand. Um. You know, right now it's at the point where it's like, okay, today I have to do videos and I have to do some stuff. So, you know, I kind of need my, I kind of need time to do this. So I need my, you know, my space to do this. And she's completely under understanding of it at this point. And, uh, which is, you know, what you need, yeah, no, with, especially with, with something like this. Cause it's, I mean, it is, it's a lot of work. I, you know, it's almost 24 seven that I'm, that I'm really trying to do this fucking thing. Yeah. So does your wife help you out? Does she ever say, you know what? You should put like peanut butter and ketchup together. She does. She actually helps out uh, more than I give her credit. She always gets gets a little pissed off when I put up a picture or something. She's like, thanks for the fucking credit. <laughs> Dude, what is up and, with uh, women and credits, man? I have no idea. My it's daughters like do it all. The, my, my daughter, I posted a picture a couple weeks ago. My daughter underneath her and all of her friends that were at the party were like, photo creds. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, they just they, I don't they just need the credit, man. It's just territory. It's territory. Yeah, that's what it is. They, she it. wants she wants the people to know that she's there and she's running the fucking show sometimes. <laughs> that is your, does your wife work? She is actually a stay at home mother right now. Oh, cool, man. That's good. Which is nice because, you know, you get to I get to see her and I get to see uh, Maya every day, you know, all day when I'm not working. So when it when it comes to, to cooking kind of in general, I mean, do you do obviously you do normal stuff as well? I do. I mean, like tonight I got some country ribs in the oven with some sweet potatoes and we're going to have some veggies with that. And, you know, that'll be dinner. Right. And do you ever just turn around and be like, fuck this. I need sriracha and honey and I need some sambal leek. I mean, very rarely. <laughs> very, very rarely. <laughs> so the stuff that you do is really just more for the show than it is anything else. Right, right, right. I mean, there is some stuff I do try to create uh, where it's like, all right, let me do something kind of off the wall, but something that, you know, I'll keep in the fridge and I will eat that, you know, I won't feel fucking guilty about. And uh, yeah, it's just it's all over the place. It really is. <laughs> so, I mean, was there I mean, is there a history of food in your family at all? I mean, is this something that I mean, because because so everybody knows. And this is one of the things like one of the reasons why I really wanted to, to, to talk to Kyle was one, because because I think you're kind, you're a funny dude. You know, I mean, I like your post. I love what you put up and all the other stuff. And we had gone back and forth. I mean, we're probably six months into this. Right. Easily. Oh, easily. I mean, I could imagine. And, and the funny part is with my old assistant when she was involved and us trying to put a get together with the old production company. I, I remember talking to my old assistant being like, I know how this guy talks when he talks about food. I can't fucking imagine what this guy's saying about me. Because we had a couple of times that we went back and forth like, well, can we do it now? Yes. No, I can't. Can you hop on? No, I can't. So it right. really went back and forth. And I was like, I'm like a dickhead now. Right, right. No, no. I mean, Completely understandable when, you know, shit like that happens, man. You're a busy guy. Yeah. You're on the road constantly. It's like, you know. I'm sitting I'm in a sitting, hotel I'm just room. sitting over in, here. I'm in a hotel room in Fort Myers, Florida right now. I was going to say, it looks like you're in a fucking hotel room. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I got my camera on. Whoops, I should probably turn that. Oh, well, at least I got clothes That's a, on. We're good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I, I'm looking at a TV right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And a big red bottle. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Fort Myers, Florida right now. Uh, I have clients down here. We've got a great restaurant down here. Uh, it's a yep. little dive bar on Bay Avenue. And uh, I come down here every year for St. Patrick's Day if I'm not doing the Today Show. And, nice. Uh, I do. I go into a kitchen, and it's kind of funny because it's, it's – you know, I mean, I'm a professional chef. That's what I do for my life and restaurants and all that stuff. But it's very similar in the process that you do. I get into kitchens with guys – and like tomorrow morning, I'll meet the guys in the kitchen at 10 a.m. We're going to sit down, me and the whole staff, and we're just going to talk about food. What do you like? What are your passions? What do you think about? What is the stuff that you want to cook? What sells in the restaurant? And then we, I, you know, I pre-order a whole bunch of food that's, that's kind of ready and waiting for us in the kitchen. And then I bring guys in. We start to put those ideas together. <clears throat> and then we start to create dishes. You know, it's the easiest way when you have – this, this restaurant down here has a uh, – um, has an has an all electric kitchen, so there's no gas. There's no, no gas, no huh? System. So everything's electric from a panini press. Like we do our pull, we do uh, we do a uh, a carnitas down here that is done in a crock pot. Like they drop no it shit. in a crock pot. Yeah, um, and these guys do a great job. They do a nice job. So it's fun for me to get down here and play with these guys because it's that there's a rawness that gets involved in that creative process. Which is, which again comes back to the reason why I really wanted to interview you because you can't just come up with two thousand one hundred eighty six posts. No, no, you can't. That you know, oh, quick, I'm going to post this real fast. You know, I'm going to do this real quick. 
So these are things that actually have to be thought out. Now, what is your what is, does your family know what you do? Oh, everyone at this point knows what I do, and they're all, you know, they're all pulling for me anytime I do, you know, a podcast or an interview, radio interview, or something like that, or I got an event to do, you know, or I'm working with a brand. Um, so it's 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 definitely nice to have you know their support behind me with this because they know I want to take it, um, you know, pretty much full time. Now eventually. what? Now what would full time? What would full time entail for you? Full time would just be you know be the videos, the recipes, uh, and you know for the most part brand partnerships is at the end of the day where I where I make any money that I'm doing with this. Now what what, what kind of a brand says to the vulgar chef? You need to make something that you can talk about Jesus and cunt. Yeah, yeah. Not, un- unfortunately, it's kind of an uphill battle there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the brand is, you know, it's a big brand, but when you call everyone online a cunt, um, you know, a lot of people don't really want to work with you. But I, I have a lot of success with, like, uh, with beers. Uh, I've done a few things for, uh, for Pass Blue Ribbon and uh, a lot of smaller, like, hot sauce companies, you know, and barbecue sauce companies I've done a lot of work with. Nice. Do you have an agent? I do not have an agent. You're I'm doing not, it all yourself. That's everything is, you know, all me. It's a full-time fucking job, dude. It is, man. Like I said, I'm not I'm I'm not doing it full time, but I'm doing it full time. Yeah, no, I, I know I know where you are. I mean that's that's a way that I do stuff. I do everything grassroots, you know. I mean you gotta start with the people liking you and you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta entertain them. Right. I mean, that's the big the biggest thing with this is like all right, I could just you know be throwing this shit together, but you, I mean, you have to you have to keep people entertained. You have to want you know they want to you know come back for more. I mean, and and seriously, like I you know I've seen guys that just throw shit together, and there's videos on YouTube of guys just throwing shit together, and that's again I keep coming back to the fact that I you know I always try to have quality people on the on the show, but you there's a lot of thought that goes into your stuff. Right, you wouldn't think it is, and you know I get that shit a lot. Um, you know, people kind of like, oh, you're just putting this with that. And it's like, you know, I don't get into it because I know what I had to do. Yeah. To, you know, create what I created. It's like, you know, it was it was more than just, you know, standing in my kitchen with my fucking thumb on my ass thinking this thing out. You know, <laughs> this, you know, this took a couple of days of, uh, you know, planning and, and, and thought to, to make it work. Right. So does mom ever say, uh, yo, Kyle, man, come on. You, you got to you, you called you said Jesus and cut in the same fucking sentence. Where does mom no. not follow you on Instagram? I don't think I don't think mom follows me on Instagram, but she does watch the videos. She oh, does uh, she does see the Facebook, and uh, so I mean she knows she knows who I am and what I do. Does she ever give you shit about it? Absolutely not. That's so. My mother literally calls me out on Facebook. Oh no, shit! I full fledged. And the funny part is, like on my personal Facebook, my mother and I share probably I don't know a thousand friends. Oh my god! And then on top of it, then she goes over to my professional page. And I'll post a picture of something and she'll say, and where did you get the idea for that one? <laughs> like, that's my fucking mother, man. She's calling me out for shit, you know, because I made a really cool stuffed chicken breast this week. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what, that was, that's, that's what, moms, what moms do. That's what moms do, man. That's the best. That's what they're that's for. The um, so have you, so has, has the, you know, the, the thought of doing like a funky restaurant or any of that part ever played into it or like a pop up or any of that stuff? I would love to. I mean, this kind of this kind of started too, uh, you know, with the fact I wanted to do a restaurant. But I mean, I don't got to tell you going down a path like that is just you know could be yeah exactly. So you know what I like to do is uh, sort of pop up stuff. 
right. and like col- collaborations with like you know restaurants and uh, other chefs and shit like that because right. it takes all the it takes all the weight off of my shoulders. Sure, you know it's just it's just me, you know, putting my two cents in saying, all right, how can we get you a uh, a unique menu item? And we'll put the vulgar chef name behind it to, you know, kind of get some people through the door to try it out, you know? Sure. No, absolutely. So what's your, and I mean, I'm sure you've probably gone this far into it in your demographic and stuff like that. Like, what are you, who who are you finding is the, are the people that are really, that that are really interested in what you're doing? Um, You know, I, my, my following is, it's across the board. It's fucking everybody. It's, uh, you know, it's. It's it's well trained chefs. It's it's gym rats. It's uh, you know not too many vegans. They're not they're not uh, really out there. Yeah, no. No, no, no. So you know some some uh, you know we get some vegetarians, and uh, it's a little bit of everybody. I you know I haven't really found it to be one group of people. You know the biggest obviously being, you know the the stoners of the world. Right. Hmm. But yeah, so- it's just. It's crazy how, how you know the, the variety of followers that I have. Yeah, the stoners love it. The oh, absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had conversations with stoners, and they're uh, they're <laughs> fans of yours. So don't, don't worry, they're out there, brother. Oh um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, so so here's the here's the, I guess like the number one question: Are you making money off of doing this stuff? I am. Um, you know, like I said, going full time and doing the uh, brand partnerships is where I you know make the money. Yeah. Um, right now it's, it's, it's an issue of, you know, being able to keep it consistent. Um, I might have a good month where I do a couple different promotions for different brands. Uh, do a couple different videos and it's like, cool, it's a good month. You know, I could actually, I could, I could make a living doing this. And then, you know, the next month and a half, two months, it's like, ah, I got nothing. I got to go back to work. Whether, yeah. Whether people, you know, aren't reaching out to me or I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not connecting with anyone that I'm reaching out to. So that's where it becomes the uphill battle. And what, and I mean, how much time are you spending on, I mean, you know, I, I can only imagine, actually, I, I don't have to imagine. I know exactly what it's like to put a dish together, but, but for you, I think the dish, this is, you know, we can both be considered chefs in this world. That's the idea. You know, you're putting food together, you're pairing it, you're plating it, right. you're doing that sort of stuff. But, but in reality, I mean, it's, 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 I hate to say it, it would probably almost be harder for you to match things like this and to make them taste good at the same shot. Now, is that, right. is that a concern? Is that something that you think about? Like, cause I mean, and, and don't take any offense to this at all, but in reality, anybody can take a burger and put it between two ramen patties. Right, right, but, right. But you go further with that because you do funky shit to the ramen and the way that you do it. And so, I mean, is it is it really a thought process for you of I need to make this taste good or is it just that you're going for a shock value? It's, you know, it's a, it's a blend of both. I'd say it's 50-50 both. Um, you know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, in the past more so, I was going for shock value. You know, what can I make that's just so fucking ridiculous that people haven't seen before that, you know, they're going to shit their pants over and – you know, who really cares how it tastes as long as it looks cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, more recently I've been trying to do things that are like, okay, let's make something that's pretty creative, but let's also make it, you know, appetizing. So especially for like the, uh, like the YouTube channel, I want people to, you know, try to make some of this shit, you know, on their own. And I do get that, you know, more so with people sending me pictures and, uh, you know, tweeting at me, hey, I made this, I made that. It's fucking, you know, it's fucking delicious. It's awesome. So I think that 
is you know I'm I'm gonna sort of try to walk down that path more going into the future because it allows you know the followers to kind of to get involved with it you know if they're gonna cook something that I make you know then we got we got something to talk about. That's fun, man. That's fine. And, and I think, you know, I mean, I know I know from being in, in my kind of side of the world that I mean, you, you, the, you really feed off the viewers in that way. That's what it is. It's all, you know, I just I just did my you know, I told you I hit 10,000 10, YouTube subscribers and I did a video for that. And, uh, you know, I stress the fact that, you know, it's all for them at this point. You know, I'm just I'm just a fucking puppet. Yeah. And uh, without, you know, without your without your followers and your viewers, you know. Yeah. I'm just I'm nothing. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fucking idiot in front of a camera. Yeah. You know? Which is which I still am with all of them there, but you know, having <laughs> having them there and having people enjoy it or hate it is, you know, is what makes it worth it. Yeah. It is. I dude, I, I mean I, I you know, I I love my followers. I really do. Like You it, have to. It's it's so crazy. It's like I know, you know, I don't know some of these people, per, you know, a lot of these people personally. It's like I know the them by name. I know their families. I know their kids. They, you know, yeah. they talk about their fucking, you know, it's crazy. It's just nuts. Well, and it's, it's also wild. Like, I mean, you, you know, when, when people, oh my God, dude, the fucking ramen burger you did the other day, like people stopping you and saying shit. Right, but, right, but right. You don't post a lot of, I mean, uh, you don't post a lot of your face. Um, I mean, on the a, videos I mean, you do. Uh, but, yeah, not on, on Instagram. I don't, I just try to keep it, uh, you know, 100%, you know, food related, uh, on the Instagram, um, every occasionally I do. I'll throw up like you know I like to throw up a little family photo or do the old Women Crush Wednesday with my wife and Maya. Yeah. Um, you know, just to let the people know that you know it's a, there's a fucking person over here. It's not just you know yeah. some piece of shit fucking snorting lines of ramen mixture. <laughs> so I mean, obviously the uh, the good you know the good love comes through the good emails the good the good messages the good private messages. Do you ever get some really fucked up stuff? I haven't in a long time, and normally when I do, it's it's unprovoked, and it's from like a hardcore vegan. And uh, really, you know, I used to I used to fight back and bite back at them. Uh, like I said, I haven't had one in a long time, and I just you know at this point I just go whatever. I mean, they can uh, they can be fucking nasty, nasty cunts those man. those vegans. Holy shit, uh, dude! I dated a vegan man. I dated a vegan years ago prior to me getting married. So that was 2000, I guess I got married. 99, I got married. So I dated this woman in like 97. And I will never forget, I had called the restaurant ahead of time. And I had known the chef and said, hey, I'm bringing a vegan in for dinner tonight. And I had brought in like some dandelion greens. I brought in some pretty cool things. And I had her make her a dish. And I was like, look, I'm a chef. And she had fucking rabbit on the menu. And I was like, I'm fucking going for rabbit. And she, this woman, lost her shit on me. No shit. Lost her shit. I can't believe you're doing this. This is a horrific thing to do in front of me. Yeah, vegans are a different blend, man. Yeah, man. It's like, and uh, like I said, it's it's the whole unprovoked. I, I can't say unprovoked because, you know, that's when I'm going to talk shit about someone, that's my biggest go-to. But I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> I would never say that your vegan lifestyle is bullshit. Right. Um, you know, if that's what you like, that's what's for you. Um, I've I've got a couple of vegan friends where it's like, you know, I'm not I don't sit there and talk shit about you. Right. You know, that's that's what you like to do. This is what I like to do. But for some reason, man, they just have this. They have to get in your fucking face and like try to sell their veganism to you. 
And it's just like it's so crazy, man. Well, there's a, there's the old joke of uh, a vegan, an animal rescue operator, and an alcoholic walk into a bar. How do you know? And it's because they fucking tell you. Yeah, they tell you right off the bat. It is right off the bat. There's no questions asked, man. Um, I don't eat that. I'm vegan. Have you ever? Who's the guy? Who's the guy who does YouTube videos about like spirituality and all the spoofs on that stuff? The guy with the fucking man bun. Have you ever seen him? Uh, yeah, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows who we're talking about. So, um, that's pretty funny, man. So what would you, what was, what's your, what was your favorite? I mean, and I mean, we're going deep because this is, I mean, you've got over 2000 posts of these dishes. What would you say your favorite one was? And, and, and this is, this is a deeper question. This is going to go further. So what was your, the favorite one that you've done? Okay. Um, I like to do a lot of Thanksgiving stuff, uh, Thanksgiving related uh, creations. One of my favorite ones was actually something that I made with your with the uh, stuffs. Oh, excuse me, it was a uh, it was a uh, Thanksgiving burger. It was it was it was ground turkey, and I used the stuffs and I filled the center with uh, cranberry sauce. So we had the turkey patty filled with cranberry sauce, and we had green bean casserole on that. Um, we had some bacon with it. I remember this. We had some this mashed is the one potatoes. You me in. I believe so. And yeah. then the buns, the buns were actually made with the with the stuffs as well. And the buns were the uh, were stuffing filled with cheese. So that was I, I got to say that was probably one one of my top five favorite ones to That's do because it was you know it was for a thanks you know sure. it was for a Thanksgiving competition. And I took home the crown with that, too. So that was nice. So now do you I mean, so Thanksgiving comes rolling around. Do you fuck yep. around? I don't fuck around. I'll make like an appetizer or something. I'll try to do something creative. I like to do uh, I like to do these potato balls with uh, like green bean casserole in the center. That's one of my big things for Thanksgiving. Uh, but as far as like the whole meal overall. I leave that up to like to like mom or dad or something. You know, that's mom, no matter how mom gets, she still wants to make Thanksgiving. Right, 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 right. You know, she wants to do it, and I gotta step in there and be like, I got this idea. We'll, you know, we'll wrap the the turkey with, with a bunch of bacon. We'll <laughs> we'll stuff the fucking thing with uh, we'll stuff it with mac and cheese and jalapeno stuffing, and uh, you know, we'll just we'll fuck it up like hey, You know, I could I could never do that. She would never allow that. No, no, it won't happen. I'm not, dude. I'm not even. Not, I mean, my mother stands behind me with like a trash can when I go in the kitchen. She like oh, wipes yeah, absolutely. the counters off. She, you know, they're making fun of me. I remember when I was in culinary school and I was cooking all the time. I remember I was my girlfriend at that point. I was at her house cooking all the time. I would go to my parents' house and I was cooking all the time. And I will never forget. And, you know, uh, back way back. I mean, you've, you've, have, have you ever worked in a restaurant other than when you were at uh, you were doing catering, right? No, I, I was just a, just a bus boy. But other than that, no. Well, we used to have we used to keep pots like a 20 gallon stock pot on the floor with water in it. And we used yep. to just drop our saute pans in the water. So it cleans them off at the same time. Plus, the dishwasher knows you yell over like pick up pots. Guy comes over, he grabs your saute pans. He brings them back to dish. He rinses them off. I will never forget. I was like I was working at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. I was cooking. uh I was working at the Four Seasons. I was working at an Italian restaurant. I was bouncing at a bar, and I was going to school full time. And uh, I was just cooking. I was just making dinner for the family. And I took one of my saute pans, and I literally just dropped it on the floor, like thinking that there was a pot of water there. And you yep. would have thought that I took a shit on the on the counter. 
<laughs> my mother, she, I, I, I want to say at 21 years old, I think she may quite possibly have smacked me across the face. Holy like, shit. That's, that's my floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're there for. That's what the mothers are there for. Keep you, keep you in fucking check, man. They got to keep you in check. I think I want to do a Mother's Day. I'm going to do a Mother's Day show, and I'm going to have my mother on. Because I was fucking hell on wheels, dude. So I was I was no normal child. My mother used to bring plaster of Paris home from the hospital to reset my casts every day. Because <laughs> I was climbing fucking trees and log piles in the backyard because my father had a wooden stove when we were growing up. Yeah. And if it was cold in the house, you had to put fucking socks. Go get a pair of socks. Yeah, we ain't turning on no fucking heat There's here. No That's way. how I am it's around expensive. here. You know, I, I kind of see the you know my dad shining through with me sometimes. It's like everyone just put on a put on a sweater and put on some socks. And, you know, get the baby another onesie. Yep, yeah. we're good. Get, get her, put her little coat on, and we'll all do jumping jacks in the living room. We'll be fine. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be good. We'll be under the covers pretty soon, kids. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so, so what was? What do you think? Like, what was the number one kind of fan favorite? Of the of the dishes that you've done, if if you could pick one, what would you say was the one that your fans were just like, holy shit? Um, it's I mean it's tough to say at this point because you know there's been just so many. There's just so many, but uh, one of the favorites was a uh, I did a spaghetti and meatball taco. It's it's the and the the shell the taco shell quote unquote was actually made out of just plain spaghetti and I filled it with meatballs, marinara and a little bit of Parmesan cheese. And uh, that was definitely one of the, one of the fan favorites. So did you ever see the show? I Carly. I I'm, I'm familiar with I Carly. All right. So do you remember when they did spaghetti tacos? Did you ever see I that? Do re- I do remember when they did the spaghetti tacos. I used to be, I used to do segments for NBC in Philadelphia and I used to, you have to use craft products. Yeah. All the time, which is tough. I mean, when you think about it, although even though Kraft has a lot of ingredients or they have a lot of product, it got to be tough. I did it for eight years, dude. Holy and, shit. Uh, that was probably the number one most requested thing that I had ever done was those damn spaghetti tacos. And I did them for my girls because my girls loved iCarly. And I hate right. to, and iCarly was a damn good show, man. Yeah, your, absolutely. Your daughter's young. And she's going to end up watching some futuristic shit where she's yep. going to be watching it like a holograph on the wall or something. Right, but right, right. Giving me wall. a fucking brain aneurysm. Yes, exactly. But uh, um, that's pretty funny. So what – so what – so do you – how do you – I mean when it comes to like a culinary level at this point, how do you feel that you've grown over the la- – now, okay, well, first off, when did this pro- – when did this start? This started – this uh, I believe in 2000. And 13 is when I started the blog itself, but I really didn't take it too seriously up until about, I mean, just about a year ago, a little over a year, if that. And, and what has, what do you, what is, what has kind of changed within you? I mean, that's a lot, man. I mean, that's four years. That's 500 posts a year, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, you've got, um, I think I just read 2168 or your Instagram posts. Yep. So that's 550 posts a year. Yeah. That's a shit ton of food. Dude, that's two a day. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a lot. And sometimes it's a couple times a day. Sometimes it's, you know, nothing one day. And it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a constant, it's a constant battle, but I enjoy it to come up with something that, you know, I think someone's going to, you know, at least one person will fucking enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Even if they don't really like it, they accidentally just hit it once. You're like, fuck it. I got one. 
Yeah, perfect. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so where has your culinary level kind of changed in the last four years? I mean, how confident are you now with holding a knife and making, you know, and, and putting ingredients together and automatically just coming up with them now? Oh, I mean, I'm still I'm still a fucking idiot in the kitchen. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I might have to I might have to YouTube how to chop a fucking onion the right way sometimes. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just I because I don't I don't do things, you know, the way a, a chef would be classically trained. You know, it just sort of I'm a product of of too much uh, diners, drive-ins and dives is what I am. Yeah. That's funny. It's so weird how that world has changed. I mean, my place, I've got a restaurant in Philadelphia, which I'd love to have you come down. Maybe we can talk about doing something fun, dude, you know? Oh, absolutely. Do a little collaboration. Dude, I got, dude, I got an 8,000-square-foot restaurant, man. I've got oh, an 1,800-square-foot yeah. kitchen with just a, a phenomenal group of cooks that would love to do shit. And our world is very simple. You know, we don't do anything normal. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, one of my guys, now it was about two months ago, my, one of my sous chefs, Came out and he's like, Chef, today's mac and cheese is chicken Florentine. And I said, What are you, a fucking asshole? <laughs> Nobody wants to read about chicken Florentine. Who gives a shit? I can get chicken Florentine at fucking Applebee's. And if, right, Applebee's, right, right. if Applebee's wants to sponsor me, I'll put a chicken Florentine on my fucking menu. But guess right. what? That's not the way that we play. I said, You guys, anybody can go anywhere and get something basic. Yep. But you've got to step it up and you've got to have fun with it. And it's, and it's not just about the diners, drive-ins, and dives world because that's, that's not what we're creating. You know, I mean, right, we do right, a white right. trash mac and cheese in our place that is, you know, I mean, it's, it's a classic bechamel with a cavatappi pasta topped off with herbed buttered breadcrumbs. The only difference is we toss ranch in and we do a really funky, cool spiced bacon. And like we really definitely play around with food. But it's all about creating something that people are going to say, wow, that sounds really neat. Or, holy shit, I can't believe they put that together. Let's do something cool with that. So, Right, right, right. It's, um, you know, I'm, it makes me happy to hear you, you called something a, a white trash dish because that's kind of my – that's kind of been my go-to for the past uh, three or four months is, you know, I've been calling myself the, uh, the lord of the dumpster and the white yeah. trash food god. And it's just like – Dude, you take a fucking hot dog, you take some Fritos, and you take some cream, and you've got a dish. Yeah, man, it doesn't take much. You just you need a couple of wholesome, you know, wholesome ingredients, and you just put them together, and boom, there you go. Now, now, one of the things I've noticed, you use a lot of ramen. I do use. I haven't used ramen in a while, but I, I that's kind of how I got my start was using a lot of ramen because one because it was super fucking cheap, and you know, two because no one was really creating things with ramen other than dishes. Of ramen, and, and the funny part is, we all, you know, we all know ramen. Everyone knows ramen. Everybody everyone's does. everyone's had ramen. Yeah, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, it's in. I mean, it's in my cabinet right now, man. I've got a sixteen-year-old and a thirteen-year-old. They're yeah, no stranger to putting a fucking pot of water on. And but see, my girls go different. My girls will go a little bit further because I'll have like roasted turkey or roasted chicken or stuff like that in the fridge and I'll come home and they'll have ramen noodles going and next thing you know they're like breaking out a bag of frozen vegetables that happen to be in the fridge and they're tossing chicken and you know turkey they're frying stuff up fried bologna like my girls definitely play around with some of that stuff um, hell yeah man that's, that's but awesome. everybody knows ramen everyone knows ramen. And how versatile it is and that's the funny part but you really you took it you took it for a, for a, for a spin for a while I did I was you know I did the ramen you know, I did ramen, but ramen pops. Uh, I did the ramen taco. We did, uh, you know, I did uh, another ramen stuffed burger with, with the stuffs there. Um, 
Oh my god! I mean, the, uh, you know, <laughs> there's just on. so many. Yeah. There's just so many. It's 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 absolutely ramen. I did the ramen coated crusted uh, fr- uh, hard boiled egg. Hold on, um, you did a ramen crusted hard boiled egg. It was actually a soft boiled egg. Okay, so what did you do? Uh, Walk me through. So what that. I did is I as I as I soft boiled an egg. Um, right. And then I cook some ramen. What you have to when you want to make ramen pliable, you have to sort of overcook it. Um, so that's what I did is I overcooked it, and then it becomes like sticky and almost like gelatinous. Right. So I was able to form that around the soft boiled egg, which I then coated with an egg wash and breadcrumbs, and then deep fried. There you go. So, so it was you, just you know it was a it was a ramen it was a ramen soft boiled egg. That's well, and it sounds like it's a scotch egg. It's a, it's you know what that's what it is it's a it's yeah. like a white trash scotch egg. That's the fucking way to go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now now what about your kitchen? What's in your kitchen? I mean, do you have any special equipment? I mean, do you have like are you using a pot with oil in it? Do you have like a tabletop fryer? Where do you have like you know a two hundred thousand dollar kitchen rolling around in your garage? No, I got about a two. Uh, I got about a twenty dollar kitchen <laughs> in my kitchen. Uh, just your basic electric stove. Uh, crock pot, deep fryer, and uh, that's all I really use. That's funny, dude. So, what about knives? Do you have like a preference of knives, or are you you rolling into Kmart or Walmart and going cool? Um, I do have a couple a couple of nice chefs' knives. You have to have good a good knife uh, in your kitchen. It's it's very important. Yeah, especially with a lot of the shit that I do. It's so big. Um, you know, I want to get one clean cut through the through whatever I'm doing to kind of show what's on the inside. And if I get a fucked up knife, the whole, you know, oh, it's just I don't got to tell you. It's, just yeah, no, I know. it's like, oh, here we go. So, so who, who are your, I mean, is, is your wife like your, your test eater on most of these things? She will try some things. Um, other things, you know, she's kind of a picky eater, especially, you know, being, you know, s- seven months pregnant right now. There's a lot of shit she does not want to eat. Right. Of course. So, but I mean, if it's something she's into, she'll test eat it and she'll even, you know, I'd, like I said, I try to be a good boy for the most part when it comes to that shit. And she'll, uh, she'll take it over and say, you know, this is all mine now. This is, this is for me. Right. Exactly. And then, so do you eat everything you make? Yes, absolutely. You eat everything you make, at least a taste. I, I, that's, you know, that's kind of my number one rules are I have to try it. Right. Um, you know, if it's shit, it's shit. You know, I won't, I won't lie to you. I'll say, you know, I, try, I made this. It's absolute crap. But hey, we made it anyways. That's fun, dude. That's fun. So what? So what's what's next for you? What's your? You know, I mean, you, you've got a great brand. I mean, you're really definitely blowing it up. You're doing a hell of a job. I mean, your your grassroots across the board. I mean, people start to follow you because they hear about it from other people, or you know, you're popping up in a feed somewhere. So what's your? What are your kind of? What are your plans for the next six to eight months? Um. You know, for the most part, just growing the brand across, you know, all my outlets. Um, that's that's the big one, because like I said, it's tough. It's tough to get any kind of to work with this because, you know, what I call everyone a cunt. And sure. uh, of course. so the ob- right. obviously the Keebler Keebler elves aren't knocking at your door. No, no, no. So obviously I have to be, you know, almost twice as big as, you know, someone that's really getting some good brand partnerships. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. And, uh, you know, just making sure I get content out, you know, weekly, get videos out, get Instagram shit out, make sure I'm active on Twitter, make sure the Facebook is always going. And, uh, you know, that's kind of it. 
That's fun, dude. So do you have any appearances coming up? I mean, are you doing any food shows? Or are you doing anything, uh, you know, in the next couple of months? Um, at the uh, Actually, at the end of this month, I'll be on another podcast with uh, with Josh Elkin, who is – he used to be a member, if you're familiar with Epic Mealtime. Yeah, I do. Um, he, he used to be a member on that, and now he's, he's, on, he's on a show on the cooking channel, Sugar Showdown. So I'm doing a podcast with him I'm pretty excited about. That's cool. Because he kind of – he kind of does a lot of the stuff that you know that I kind of do the 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 obscure cooking. Right. And uh, I got that, and then I'm gonna pop down next month in April to the uh, New York City Hot Sauce Expo. I'll be poking around there for the day. Oh, that's cool, man. Well, good. But that's all I really got on the uh, on the horizon right now. Well, uh, Kyle, why don't you do us a favor? Tell us about all your stuff. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. All that good stuff. You can find uh, me. At thevulgarchef.com, there's links to pretty much everything up there. But if not, Instagram, Twitter at the Vulgar Chef, YouTube slash the Vulgar Fucking Chef, and Facebook. You just look up the Vulgar Chef, and we're there. Nice dude, very very nice. Um, so I am uh, I'm stoked. I want to see what you're coming up with in the next couple of months, and uh, I think I'm supposed to head up to that hot show uh, or that hot sauce show. Somebody was asking me to do something up there, and I don't know where it happened with it. But uh, you know, if I'm heading up, I'll definitely look you up, and we'll see if we can uh, you know collaborate, grab some dinner, grab a couple beers, and make fun of people. Absolutely, man, I'm into it. So that's awesome, dude. All right, so Kyle, thank you so much for hopping on. Everybody do me a favor. Get over to all of Kyle's information. He kept it real, and he did it very smart by keeping it all the same way, and that's The Vulgar Chef. So except for his uh, YouTube channel, which is The Vulgar Fucking Chef, which I love <laughs> yeah. even more. So Kyle, thanks so much for your time, brother. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me on, Chef Duffy. It was a pleasure. I told you. I told you, everybody. I told you that this guy was no stranger to uh, to uh, uh, a foul mouth. It's almost like a truck driver met a drunken sailor in New York City after somebody punched him in the face sometimes. His, his mouth is just awesome. It's so funny. It's so refreshing because it's a part of his normal kind of vernacular. It's just kind of what he does. So... I made a mistake in the beginning. I realized that I called him Kyle Mark or Carl Marku when, when the vulgar chef's name is actually Kyle Marku. Um, and again, I, I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to him because I, I, I know I did. I just had a great time talking to him. So I hope you guys did as well. Um, I'm going to sign off. It's been long enough. I think we did a little over an hour this week. And, uh, you know, it's a crazy week for me right now. Like I said, um, today is St. Patrick's Day. I'm so excited because it's one of my favorite holidays of the year. Everybody just kind of lets loose and they let loose in a really fun way. So, um, I'm going to say this to you guys. No, I'm going to hold off. I want to talk about two more things. One, I want to talk about Maggie Gagliardi. Guys, she's an amazing illustrator. She does all of my illustrations for the show. She has created caricatures for me in the past. She worked with me on a couple of other projects. She's a good friend. Her and her boyfriend now actually stay in my room. Uh, I get a, I usually get a really good suite when I go up to the Mohegan Sun, and they stay with me. Uh, that's kind of how, uh, how much I love these guys. So Maggie's just an amazingly talented woman. And use her. Please, please, please use her for any of your... Your, your graphic design stuff, cartoon, illustration, whatever. She's a total rock star. Um, Michelle. My good friend Michelle out there in Breeze, Illinois, who owns Techno Solutions, she does my websites, all of my personal websites, as well as my business websites, as well as a lot of friends of mine's uh, sites, charity work um, that she does all their websites. So she doesn't do charity work, but 
She's a very, very, very important woman in my life, and I really appreciate all the hard work that she does. Um, the boys over there at RadioInfluence.com who produce this show, who deal with my bullshit week in and week out, uh, me getting a show done, because I want you guys to know that right now it is 8.15 on Thursday night, the night before this show airs. Jerry, I just texted. I'm very sorry that I interrupted you during dinner, my brother, while you're out with your stunning wife. Um, and Jason, Jason, dude, you're, you're, you're a consummate professional over there, and I appreciate your patience and your time on my technical difficulties just because I'm a, I'm a jackass chef. Um, my company, uh, I'm a sponsor of my own damn show, you know, uh, Duffified, uh, sorry, Duffified Experience Group. That's my company. Check it out on the web at DuffifiedExperienceGroup.com. Uh, I love what I do. I love meeting people. I love getting in and out of restaurants and having fun with you guys. So do me a favor if you guys are looking for menu changes or motivational stuff or creative sessions to do with chefs. Um, you know, talk about your finances, talk about the different operations and talk about the hospitality. That's something that's really important to me is hospitality. So, um, so definitely get out there and check it out. The last thing that I have to say for this week, not really, you guys know I'm going to keep talking is I will see you all in Vegas. Okay. I will see you all in Vegas. Get to Vegas, nightclub and bar show. Use the code Duffified50. Get that money off of your ticket. Get out to Vegas for the nightclub and bar show. I guarantee you it is going to be bigger and better than any, any year prior to this. And it's 31-year history. I guarantee you that this is going to be the best one yet. Come and check out my Food and Beverage Innovation Center. You can get back, get in there if you have food involved in your operation. You've gotten an invite to it already. I really want to see you guys there. We've partnered up with Middleby. Middleby, uh, who does all of our equipment for this show. We partnered up with Jeff at Central Warehouse. He does stuff as well. I've got great chefs. We're talking about uh, Pete Blom out of uh, Alabama. We're talking about Chad Rosenthal from Ambler, Pennsylvania. We're talking about... Um, uh, oh my God, who else? Kayla Robinson out of Cincinnati. We're talking about Keith Breedlove out of Sacramento. We're talking about Nick Liberato out of LA. We're talking about, oh my God, who am I missing? Uh, Matt Varga out of Connecticut. We're talking about Nicole Brisson out of Vegas. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody and I feel really bad that I'm missing somebody right now, but I am so excited about this show. These are eight chefs that are going to be out there. We are going to have a blast. They're going to do demonstrations for you guys talking about some of the great innovative products that we're using, talking about a turbo chef. We're talking about the perfect fry machine. It's a self-contained fry machine. What the fuck is that about? Okay. We're talking about some awesome, awesome, innovative products. We're talking about an amazing thing out there that happens in nightclub and bar. For me, personally, I will be doing two seminars, all right? One of them is about updating your outdated bar food, and the other one's really about bridging the gap between uh, the front of house and back of house. It's something that's important to me. I can't stand front of house, back of house conflict. I really want to make sure that you guys are out there. So remember, it's a very simple code that you're going to put in. It is Duffified50. That is D-U-F-I-F-I. F-F-I-F-I-E-D and the number 50. Put that code in, get 50 bucks off, grab me, let's do a shot. I'll see you at a club. Everybody, I want to say this one last time. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Have a wonderful day, my friends. Aaron Gobra, that's what we got to say about it. Slancha, get your drinks in, get your shots in. Don't drink green beer. That's what the Shandy Irish do. I love you people. Thank you for your time. Have a great fucking week. Didn't get duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence.
Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, and former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl. Get Duffified live with Chef Brian Duffy. Or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you think. When it comes to what you want, Radio Influence has you covered. Find our programming on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.